Welcome to Digital Marketing Made Simple. If you're a small business owner or entrepreneur seeking advice on creating a profitable online business, look no further than your host, Jenny Lyon, founder of Jenny Lyon Digital Marketing and Virtual Assistant Services, award-winning writer and 20-year digital marketing expert. For many people, creating a profitable online business is the dream, yet they struggle and they don't have to. Each week, we'll share some of our best digital marketing tips, practices, and strategies to get you optimal results. We'll also chat with experts and share our favorite small business success stories. Together, we're going to strengthen every area of your online business from content creation, social media, and email marketing to online courses, webinars, product launches, and more. I hope you find this podcast both empowering and inspirational. Now, let's get started moving your business to the next level. I never have enough time. Does this sound familiar? As small business owners, I think we all feel this way. Personally, it isn't easy to accomplish all of my work goals and personal aspirations if I don't manage my time wisely. And over the past 20 years, I've really learned that the more time I spend doing one thing, the less time I have to do other things. And if you're reading this or you're listening to this podcast, then the chances are that you're feeling the same thing. And I really do believe that time management is really one of the most essential and valuable skills that you can have in life. If you don't use your time wisely, you will achieve your work goals and reach your personal goals even less. Hello and welcome to another episode of Digital Marketing Made Simple. I'm your host, Jenny Lyon, and today I really wanted to dig into 10 time management tips that can really help you reach your goals. So it's really challenging, if not impossible, to predict one's success. A considerable percentage of people will predict that they won't be successful at their goals, but many are pleasantly surprised when they do. The problem is, is that many people don't want to take the proper steps to achieve what they want, right? And procrastination, it often gets in the way. And people say they don't have time, but it's really because they don't make the time, right? And that's why time is the great equalizer. Whether you take the long or the short way, Time matters in the end, and it's the one thing that we all get. It's the same for all of us. Time is the element that we can't get back, right? So it's not a renewable resource. (laughs) And with all of these thoughts in mind, I thought I would jump into a few helpful tips on time management that will really ensure that you have everything you need to make the most out of every opportunity that comes your way. So let's jump into it. Number one, know your goals. So setting goals, you know, it shouldn't be something that you do haphazard. You know, you should really only set goals that are within your control and realistically achievable. So if you don't define your goal really precise, then it's going to be super challenging to achieve. And this is why it's so important, you know, that goal setting is part of many areas of your life, right? But it's especially critical when striving for something that's really significant, 
something difficult, um, something that might appear to be unattainable. And achieving goals, it's really 90% mental and only about 10% physical. So your goals should be as specific as possible. You know, if you don't know precisely what you want, then it will be very difficult, if not impossible, for you to achieve those goals. And a focused goal, you know, it helps with focusing your mind, right? And it will bring about a focused body and also a focused spirit. So they kind of all tie together. So a criteria, a benchmark, you know, these will really help to determine whether or not you're making progress towards your goal, right? So if your goal is to become a world-class copywriter, the criteria should be to obtain five client projects per month, right? Using a system such as SMART, you know, SMART goals, um, they can really be a great way to ensure that your goals are clear and reachable. So a SMART goal, if you're not familiar, is any goal that has particular things. So it spells out SMART. So the S stands for specific, right? It should be simple, sensible, significant. The M stands for measurable which means it's meaningful, it's motivating. Um, A stands for achievable, so it's attainable. Um, R stands for relevant, so it should be reasonable, um, realistic, um, results-based. And the T stands for time-bound. So that means it's time-based, time-limited, you know, time-cost-limited, it's timely, um, time-sensitive. That's a great way to say it. And SMART goals, really can provide the clarity, focus, and motivation that you need to achieve your goals. And they can also improve your ability to reach them by encouraging you to define your objectives and set a completion date. And SMART goals are also an easy, you know, an easy tool to use really for anyone, anywhere, and, you know, without the need for any type of specialist tools or training. So I have a ton of useful tools that can help you with goal planning. I'll link to them um, in the show notes, but you can check them out at jennylioncom forward slash goals, and they might be helpful as well. Next up is to really understand how you currently spend your time, right? This kind of seems like a no-brainer. You would think that people would know how they spend their time each day. You know, in a month-long assessment, it's a really great way to get an idea of what your current habits are. Um, I do this with a lot of clients and they're really shocked at how much time they waste on tasks that they could easily avoid, <laughs> right? So if you set aside an hour, an hour and a half each month to really focus in on this area, it can make a huge difference. And oftentimes it can take, you know, two or three weeks to see progress when starting this exercise. You know, after that, you can make sure to tally up the numbers at the end of the month. This is really a valuable step, you know, for most people who wish to achieve their goals. So with this in mind, you'll have an excellent foundation to build off of as you move forward with your efforts to succeed. Number three is to prioritize. Sometimes, you know, I've said it before, and you've maybe heard it elsewhere. I like to say, eat the frog. You know, other times you might hear, you know, something like um, mosey on down the road, right? And do the most critical and daunting tasks first. This one is a huge one for me. I'm the type of person that if I have like really big projects on my plate 
or things that are timely or, you know, that are difficult. Those are the things that will wake me up in the night and kind of like, a, I don't know why things at night always seem like so much bigger than they do during the day because I wake up and I go like, yes, I know I have this project on my list. I'm not worried about it, but for some reason in the middle of the night, it can feel so much so much larger. So I like to call that eating the frog, right? So you want to sit down and take care of your toughest tasks, you know, before you start your day. And this really gives you a head start on a productive day. You know, you can really make sure that you're getting more done in less time, right? Um, I like to use the quadrant system. It allows you to understand the most important task to do next. And it also tells you what tasks aren't so important and what tasks can maybe be postponed. And using this system will tell you whether or not you're spending enough time on high urgency, high importance activities. Using these categories that I'm going to share with you can really help you to get started. So first up is urgent, right? These are tasks or projects that must be attended to immediately. Important, tasks that must be attended to right away but they're not urgent and important, but not urgent. These are necessary activities, but they don't have to be completed right away. So here's a little tip. If you minimize, delegate, or eliminate activities that are not necessary and or can be done by someone else. So you want to add the 80-20 rule to your routine. This principle, it's also known as the Pareto principle. It states that most results come from 20% of your efforts, right? So if you put this into practice by figuring out which tasks fall into the bucket of the most urgent 20%. So you want to complete those tasks first and leave the less critical tasks for later. Next up is to plan ahead. Oh my gosh, it's really not enough to make a schedule, right? You really have to include some time for day-to-day -day deviations, right? You need to make sure to plan for those deviations in advance because they will happen. <laughs> they are inevitable. You know, so for example, you might decide to allow yourself um, one more minor task each day instead of skipping out on your task list altogether. Planning is essential for everyone and all successful people make to-do lists. We just do. You should see my to-do list. And setting goals for the day really helped you to get more done. But time itself, it really is the ultimate motivator. You know, I understand that getting overwhelmed, it's easy. I, I find that myself. When I'm working for other people, I always have like this really well, you know, thought out and written out plan that I follow. And I know exactly what I want to accomplish and what needs to be done to achieve the goals. When I sit down to do it for myself, wow, you know, that's when I get sucked into rabbit hole after rabbit hole. I start overthinking things. I'm, you know, should I do this? Oh, what about that? Oh, I saw someone else doing this. Maybe I should try that, you know? So you really need to, you know, sit down and set a schedule, a daily schedule by deciding what you want to accomplish that day and then make sure that you achieve those things in the order that they're most important to you. So here's another pro tip. Don't multitask. Seriously, you will get more done. I know, I know it's so easy. And I know that so many people think they have mastered the skill, 
myself included, I say it to my husband all the time that I'm multitasking and he's always like, doesn't work. And I'm like, I'm, I am though. I just am. <laughs> but it really is a proven fact that multitasking, it's a significant drain on productivity. You can use a lot of different tools that let you set goals and to-do lists based on your goals. But if you're like me, you probably get some satisfaction of you know, checking things off. I'm very much like, these are the things that I need to do today. You know, I'm going to check these things off my to-do list. Next up is to set time limits for repeating tasks. Repetitive tasks, they are a huge time suck. We probably help clients the most with repeating tasks because of that. You know, that for example, one of the most daunting and repetitive tasks out there is your email, right? Many days achieving inbox zero isn't going to happen. It just, at least for me, I get so many emails every day, hundreds of them. Reading and answering emails, it can really, if I wanted and let it, consume an entire day every day. You know, so here's a helpful tip that I found to boost productivity, and that's time blocking. If you guys aren't time blocking, check it out. You set a timer, you know, there's like those little tomato timers, right? And you can just set it for 25 minutes per task. You'd really be astonished at how much more effective you'll become in just seven days. I used to do this secret here with Eben, my son, when he was little. I would do that for all kinds of things with him to really help to like boost the productivity of things that, you know, I wanted him to do or that he needed to get done, you know, so it wasn't, you know, simple enough to just say, even you need to go clean your room that could take all day. You know, we had other things going on, you know, we needed to be to a play date or see the grandparents. And, you know, if I just sent him into his room to clean his room, you just play. So we always made it a game. We had a little timer and that's exactly what we would do. We would set the timer for 10 minutes and we'd say, let's see how much we can get done, you know, and he loved it. It was like a, a race. And I almost feel the same when it comes to using a timer for my work. Not that it's a race, but that it really keeps me focused and it really you know, makes me motivated. I know that I can get this particular project done in a half an hour. I know I can. I do it all the time. So why should today be any different? And remember, you don't have to work, you know, one more hour to achieve your goals. It's really important to give yourself enough time to recover from the stresses of the day and the demands of your work. So you really should be taking breaks. You know, I know easier said than done. I'm not even great at that. I mean, I try to take little breaks to walk around. And to be honest, a lot of times I forget to do it unless like my Apple watch tells me to stand up. And then I'm like, okay, I need to get up and move around, you know, but I will do little things like I won't bring my water into my office <laughs> because then I'll just drink my water at my desk. And this way I start to get thirsty. I'm thirsty now. And as soon as I wrap up this podcast, I'm going to go in and get my water, you know? So even if it's just a little bit of time to move around or stretch or to get a drink, or even just, you know, maybe eat a snack, it's good to take a little 15 minute break every hour if you can. Number six is really probably one of the most important things is to protect your time. You know, sometimes it's not only okay to say no, it's required. You know, you don't have to agree 
to everything that someone asks of you. You know, you are the boss of your work, right? If you have a deadline, an urgent matter at hand, or you need to prioritize your work, it is entirely acceptable to turn down a request. Sometimes it's essential to attend to what you need to do to move forward towards your old own goals rather than focus on what others need, at least all the time, right? I mean, of course you want to be there for your clients' needs. I am very much want to be there for my clients' needs, but there are some times where, you know, I have an urgent matter at hand or I'm working against a deadline or something that's a priority that I really need to focus on. So that's when I silence my phone. I silence my devices and I really work through that project. And then when I'm done, I turn my devices back on. If someone reached out to me, of course, I, you know, I follow up, I reach back out with them, but you really need to channel all of your energy into those areas that are going to give you the highest likelihood of success. And if you're not good at that, that's okay. You can hire someone to say no for you. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but I do that for my clients all the time. You know, when they delegate, they really do free up more time and free up more energy and don't have as much stress about the details of running their business or a project they're working on. You know, so instead of spending all of your time on activities that, you know, you're genuinely excellent at, you know, such as running the show, you know, running your business, doing things that you don't enjoy, that drains you of your energy, it can really prevent you from using your skills and projects that will help you to achieve your goals. So if you're not good at saying no, then have a gatekeeper. You know, I do it for clients all the time where they have a lot of people reaching out to them, wanting things. And I simply am the person to tell them that they don't have the time in their schedule, that we appreciate the opportunity, you know, but if it's not something that's going to really help them achieve their goals, then sometimes we just, we skip it. Number seven is don't be afraid to walk away from a sinking ship. Oh my gosh. So one of the best pieces of advice that, you know, I've ever received is this. Don't get attached to anything that's not moving forward, <laughs> right? So in other words, abandon or reassociate with people who are bogged down with the problems of yesterday, right? This doesn't mean that you should walk away from a project or, you know, a client, you know, or anything like that because it's not working out the way that you would like it to, right? You should only walk away when you are 100% certain that the project or the activity will not work out in any positive way or move your business or your life forward. If you're a freelancer or an entrepreneur with multiple clients and projects, you know, this can be a really handy tip. You'll learn ways to maximize your time and get more work done in less time. So if one project hasn't turned out the way that you had hoped, don't beat yourself up. Projects don't always turn out the way that we planned it, you know? Instead, realize that the time you spent trying to figure it out has passed and accept that you now have that valuable lesson to teach others about. Number eight is to declutter and organize. This is huge for me. I am not a clutter person. I very much like everything in my life to be tidy, almost to a fault. But really, please tidy up your space once a day. You don't have to spend a ton of time on it, just a few minutes, but it makes a huge difference. A home office is not just for business owners, 
who want to get away from, you know, your friends and your family. You know, a home office, it can be a place where you can work undisturbed so you can produce your best work possible. If you're working from home, this will be a super helpful habit to develop. You'll really discover how to get yourself organized so you can stay productive. Even if you don't go out for a walk or run every day, keeping things unorganized, it will really cause your mind to wander off and it'll prevent you from becoming mentally, you know, overloaded with tasks at hand. So you really do have to find what works for you. You know, um, maybe it's things like having papers and notes and other things around to keep you occupied and, you know, from getting sidetracked. You just want to make sure that everything on your desk is functional, right? It should help you stay organized and focused on your goals. So I try to keep my desk really minimal. You know, I keep the books that I use on a regular basis out. You know, I have my computer stuff and maybe a notepad, but I really try to keep things very organized when I'm finished, finishing up my day, wrapping up my day. I have a closing ritual where for 15 minutes, if I have any notes on my desk, I make sure that I get them off paper and I get them into my systems wherever they belong. If it's in a project, you know, if it's something I need to follow up with someone on, I take care of it now. I recycle any of the papers and then I put everything else away. I put my pen away. I put my notepad away. I just tidy up the desk. And that way, when I come back in the morning, I feel like, all right, clean slate. I'm ready to sit down and get started. Next up is to eliminate mental distractions. Oh my gosh. So in addition to decluttering and organizing your physical workspace, you should also declutter and organize your mental space. Distractions are super tricky. And in general, bad habits, you know, natural inclinations to find distractions and restless minds, these are all time wasters. These days, you know, life tends to interrupt us, even when we are, you know, in a meeting or we're trying really hard to work, you know, our colleagues, uh, meetings, social media, family, if you work at home, you know, other activities are constantly, you know, put in our path to drain our time and energy. And we really need a way to make sure that we never lose sight of what's important. So that means putting things away like your phone, you know, block out any websites that you shouldn't be checking during, you know, work, you know, don't get on Facebook, you know, for any reason, you know, and get, get rid of little things around your house that might be stealing your attention. That's one of the reasons why my house is so organized and decluttered is because I have one of those brains that I want to fix things. I am a fixer. If there is something that needs to be fixed in my home, um, it will pull my attention. So that's why I never have laundry waiting to be done. I just, I do a load of laundry every day as part of my morning routine. You know, I never have anything that's pulling at me. I try to make sure to keep those distractions at a minimum because I'm one of those people where I'm like, huh, I really should get that done. Uh, that's going to kind of bug me until I get that done. So everything in my home is organized. I know a lot of people don't have the time, energy, or <laughs> ability to become that organized. But if you can at least put your phone away, you know, block out websites that you know are going to suck you in and waste your time. And then, you know, maybe at least get rid of the little things in your office that might steal your attention. That's a great place to start. Um, last but not least is balance, right? So the idea of work-life balance, 
You know, that's, it's a difficult one. I mean, is there even really a thing, you know, with technology, people are, you know, they're accessible around the clock and often fear that their business will fail if they don't work harder and all of the time. Um, in fact, a whopping 94% of working professionals and entrepreneurs report that they work more than 50 hours a week. And nearly half of them said that they worked more than 65 hours a week. And experts agree, stress can mount from, you know, compounding pressures of working those long hours. So you really do have to prioritize yourself and you have to prioritize your needs and your desires along with your overall goals. In the long run, it will make a huge difference. And just remember, you don't have to do everything at once. You know, you are not an island. <laughs> and what is true for one part of your life is also true for the other parts of your life. So you want to make sure that you follow these steps to manage your time effectively. You know, entrepreneurship and small business ownership, you know, it's not only about making money. It's also about being a leader, having fun, living your life to the fullest. And when you learn how to manage your time properly, you will enjoy more relaxation time and more focusing on yourself as a person. And you will have endless opportunities to lead others and take care of your mental health and have opportunities to benefit in ways that really do transcend financial growth. So consider reaching out and you know schedule a free consultation with me. If you feel stuck, overworked, or you're just drowning in getting stuff done, you know, let's chat. You know, I can help. I know I can because I've done this for myself and for hundreds of clients over the past 20 years. You know, uh, no matter what your workload is, you can delegate tasks that either aren't your responsibility or they're not a good use of your time, you know, and we can really strategize how to show up confidently in your business without, you know, working 65 hours a week. So what did we learn today? Number one, remember, know your goals, setting goals. You know, this isn't something that you should just do will it, you know, willy nilly. Is that a word? <laughs> you should only set goals that are within your control, realistic and achievable. Number two is to understand how you spend your time. So do a month long assessment. It's a great way to see what your current habits are. A lot of times with clients, I will have them sign up for a free like time tracking system. And I will tell them while you're working during the day, no matter what you're doing, track it. So start the timer and say, okay, I'm working on this and stop the timer when you're done. And then at the end of the week, end of the month, we'll go back and look through how the time's being spent. And more often than not, they are shocked at how much time they're wasting on tasks that they don't even need to do or that they could hand off to someone on their team. Number three is to prioritize. Make sure that you're eating the frog. When you sit down at your desk in the morning, do the most important and daunting tasks first. Once those are off your plate, the rest of the day will be smooth sailing. Number four is to plan ahead. Make sure that you're setting your daily routine by deciding what you need to accomplish that day. You know, if you do this in the evening, the day before, that can even be better, you know? I have done that before. I'm not super consistent about it, but I have at the end of the workday scheduled time in when I can fit it in where I will map out the next day. 
that's super helpful. If I don't have time to do it, you know, the night before, then I usually do it on the weekend and kind of plan out the week. But it really does ensure that either my day is set up for success or my week is. Um, number five, make sure you're setting those time limits, right? To boost productivity, use time blocking. I do it myself. I schedule all my calls together. I schedule all of my copywriting at one time. I do all my social media at one time. I do, you know, projects all at once and I just knock them out. Number six, protect your time, right? You are the boss. You know, sometimes it's not only okay to say no, it's required. You don't have to agree to everything that someone asks of you. Number seven is you can walk away. You know, one of the best pieces of advice that I ever received was don't get attached to anything that's not moving forward. You know, it's okay to abandon or reassociate with things that are bogged down with the problems of yesterday. If it's not moving forward and there's no chance of it moving forward, don't waste any more time on it. Declutter and organize, right? Keeping things unorganized will cause your mind to wander off. You know, it just does. And it'll prevent you from becoming mentally overloaded with the tasks at hand. And eliminate mental distractions. Distractions are tricky. You know, in general, bad habits, those natural inclinations to find distract distractions and those restless minds, those are all time wasters. <laughs> so we want to eliminate those at all costs. And last but not least is balance, right? Make sure that you're prioritizing yourself. You really do need to make time for your own needs and desires along with your overall goals. So remember, entrepreneurship, it's not just about making money. You know, it's also about being a great leader and having fun and really living your best life. When you learn how to manage your time properly, you will enjoy more relaxation and fun time. And you'll be able to focus more on yourself. And you will have endless opportunities to lead other people and take care of your mental health and have opportunities to benefit in ways that really transcend financial growth. So please, if you're struggling with anything related to time management, reach out. If you're feeling stuck, overworked, you know, you're drowning in tasks that, you know, you don't necessarily need to do, but they need to be done. Let's chat, you know, reach out, schedule a free call at jennylion.com forward slash chat. And I can go through your workload with you. We can decide which tasks make sense to delegate, you know, tasks that aren't your responsibility. They don't require you, you know, and really strategize on how you can show up confidently in your business and really maximize your time to reach your goals. Well, I hope that you found these tips on time management helpful. If you use any of them, please reach out. I love hearing from my listeners and love hearing what worked for you and, you know, even what didn't work for you. So I hope that you'll reach out. I look forward to seeing you next time on another episode of Digital Marketing Made Simple, and I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to click the subscribe button wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, please leave a review. If you want to connect with Jenny, you can find her at JennyLyon.com or on social media. We'll see you next week for another episode of Digital Marketing Made Simple.